Christmas time. The Christmas is the Christian celebration of the marriage of heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are married when the Son of God, Jesus, the eternal second person of the divine trinity, takes on human flesh. For many people, Christmas is a secular holiday, a time of goodwill and cheer and food and presents. That's all very good. It's a time for watching movies starring Jimmy Stewart like It's a Wonderful Life or that great movie A Christmas Story or even The Old Chestnut A Christmas Carol, my favorite starring Alistair McIntyre. But that is all the quiche of Christmas because at the heart of Christmas is that heaven and earth become one in the body of Jesus Christ who takes on flesh in the womb of his mother, the Virgin Mary. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The creator chose a woman, Mary, to bear his son, our savior. We believe that Jesus, the eternal word of God, spoken by the Father in time, took on human flesh to show us how to love God and one another. That's why it's called the Word. It's not words on a page, but he is a visual example of the teaching of the Torah, how it is that we're to live the image and likeness of God. But that Word is not foreign to us. It connects with us, and it can be discovered in our own bodies because we are made in the image and likeness of God. St. John Paul II, in a series of Wednesday audience lectures, developed his understanding of the theology of the body, that through our bodies, we can discover the image of God. We are not God, we are not eternal. We have a beginning by the accident of our conception in our mother's womb, through the love we hope of mom and dad, and that at that moment, God gives us our eternal soul. He shared something of himself in that very human interaction. Our bodies should tell us something about our relationship with God and one another. And so I would hold up to you at Christmas time, the miracle of pregnancy itself. This is Father John Arnold, and this is Oral Valley Catholic. The miracle of pregnancy, yes, Pregnancy is a miracle. There's really two ways you can live your life. Nothing's a miracle or just chemical reactions or everything's a miracle. Everything's an expression of the love of God. That one way of believing in miracles is just to take the time to examine your own experience of life and ask if this is a sign from God made present in my body. You know, medical science in advances, advances in prenatal imaging and the field of immunology have led uh, all of us to a deeper understanding of what pregnancy is. There's two aspects of pregnancy that I want to draw your attention to that take us deeper into this miracle of birth. And it's a miracle because 
it reveals something to us in the mother's body of our relationship with God. So the two aspects of pregnancy I'd ask you to consider is first, the placenta, and second, fetal-maternal microchimerism. That's a big word, but I'm going to explain it. Let's talk about the placenta. Did you know that the placenta is the only organ in human biology that is made by two persons together in cooperation? The placenta is built by cooperation between mom and baby. Everybody's seen that picture, that painting by Michelangelo on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel in Rome. It's one of the most popular paintings in the history of art. It's the picture where God the Father is reaching down his big forefinger and Adam, who looks like he should be playing in the NFL, is reaching up to God and their fingers almost, but not quite, don't touch. Because at the heart of that painting is this disconnection between God and Adam that's coming in the story of Genesis. But the image is what I want to draw your attention to, where it is that that reaching out actually connects. You know where it happens? It happens in the mom's placenta when that child is conceived. In the creation of the placenta, the cells from the trophoblast, that is the embryo, reach out towards mom's uterine wall, like fingers reaching out to mom, the wall of mom's womb. At the same time that those fingers from that developing baby are reaching out, spiral arteries from mom's uterus are reaching out towards her baby. They intertwine, they connect like God's finger with Adam. And the placenta becomes the way the baby is fed, the way the baby breathes. It becomes the way that waste is taken from the baby and mom's body disposes of it for the baby. The placenta is this place where cooperation between mom and baby take place. It's like a dance that will connect them throughout their lives because that placenta is the most important aspect of the continuing health of mom and baby. You know, having a baby is tough on mom. It's tough on baby. And that placenta is, and the health of the placenta is how mom's body is cared for as she is taking care of her baby in her womb and how baby grows. But there's a second part of uh, pregnancy that uh, is uh, miraculous, and it's called Fetal-maternal microchimerism. I know that's a big word, but it's helpful to think about it where the word comes from. Fetal-maternal means the fetus of the mother, so it's baby and mom. Microchimerism, micro means on the micro level, small. But the chimera in Greek mythology was a fire-breathing monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's table. Yes, I know what you're thinking. That's an interesting metaphor for a baby. Although sometimes if you've seen teenagers in action, you can understand where it might come from. But in any event, in science, microchimerism is the presence of a small population of genetically distinct and separately derived cells within an individual. 
What it means is, is somebody else's cells is in your body. That can happen in a heart transplant. It happens sometimes between twins, when in utero they can, they can share cells. But fetal maternal microchimerism is the presence of baby cells in mom's body, sometimes long after birth. They've been found decades after birth in women who have carried a baby to term and have some kind of autoimmune disorder, that those cells can remain in their body decades after the birth. But in pregnancy, mom and baby interact at a cellular level. Baby cells have been found in mom's organs and tissues, such as the brain, the breast, the thyroid, and the skin, decades after birth. The baby cells help to signal mom's body to lactate. You know, one of the ways they, they've come up with this, if they found male cells in a female's body, because she had a little boy at birth. But the cells are like a signal to mom's body as to the next stages of maternal care. And so it begins to tell mom's breast to start building up milk to feed the baby. Interestingly, the baby cells have also been found in mom's skin. For example, after a cesarean section, that's an incision where the baby cells have been found in the incision where they help to produce collagen in order to heal mom. Baby cells are not just floating around and doing nothing. Generally, you have to wait for them to become teenagers for that. But they're actively helping mom, that baby cells, actively help mom to produce milk and to help her to heal after uh, birth. The trick, of course, is how do you keep this cooperation going after birth when baby has to learn to clean up his or her room, pick up after him or herself, and call when she's going to be late for dinner? Likewise, mom and dad have to grow in love when they're patient with these young children learning how to grow and become human beings under their tutelage. Parents and children are at their best when they're healing presence in each other's lives. But that sense of cooperation, which starts between man and woman when uh, a child is conceived, continues in cooperation, fetal maternal microchimerism in the placenta between mom and baby, and then the parents as mom and dad and child continue in relationship, hopefully happily, their whole lives. You know, mistakenly, parents in general, and sometimes women in particular, are given the message that billions of people before you have had babies, billions of people after you will have babies. No big deal, just nature in action. Well, at one very impoverished level, maybe that's true. But really, it's such nonsense. The reason you think that you and your baby are special because each mother-father-child relationship is as special as the individuals involved. Please remember that baby cells are there in their own individuality, hopefully because of the love of man and woman, husband and wife. You either believe everything in your life is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. God is the maker of all things and are relational in his own Trinitarian nature. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, three divine persons. The image of God is this interconnectedness between human beings that's revealed in our deepest biology. Theology is the study of God. 
based on scripture, but also based on the, the creator revealed in our bodies. We are connected to one another at the deepest level. Our bodies tell us that we're not meant to be singular autonomous individuals, but a communion of persons as in the Trinitarian nature of God. Christmas is the wedding of heaven and earth. The incarnation of Jesus Christ in the womb of his mother redeemed every stage and aspect of our bodies through which he passed, including our deaths. The eternal word, the Son, eternally begotten by the Father in the Trinity, took on human flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, making a mother's womb a sacred space, a tabernacle that holds the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, or the sanctity of human life. You know, Jesus in all the scriptures refers to himself as the bridegroom because it images the love of God for his people, the marriage of heaven and earth. And that imagery is present in the incarnation. We call Jesus, Mary and Joseph, the Holy Family because the whole story of Christmas continues with the story of Joseph protecting his wife and child and Jesus growing in wisdom and strength. The biological reality of the placenta and fetal maternal microchimerism means that some of Jesus's cells transferred across the placenta into the Blessed Mother. When Jesus physically left his mother through birth, Part of him remained in her and remains in her forever. She's the mother of God. He remains in us, likewise, in the Eucharist. Well, think about it. The Eucharist is to us like a placenta is between mother and child. The Eucharist is the real presence of God under the appearance of bread and wine. It takes away our sins. It feeds us. There's this interchange between us and God. His flesh becomes part of our flesh and lifts our flesh up into his divine nature. So as there's this exchange between mother and child in utero, there's also this exchange between us and God in the Eucharist, the presence of God dwelling among us, the marriage of heaven and earth. God reaches out to us and we reach out to God like the Blessed Mother when we receive the Eucharist. We become the tabernacle of the Lord as much as that tabernacle at the center of St. Mark's Church. We are connected at the deepest physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual level with God through Jesus Christ as is a child to her mother. We're made for connection with God and each other through the Eucharist that as God's finger reaches down to Adam in that painting in the Sistine Chapel, the connection that bridges the distance between those fingers is exactly the width of the Eucharist. There are many reasons to celebrate the Feast of Christmas. It's a festive time of shared goodwill, great food, and presents. It's a time for families to gather and connect. It's a wonderful time. It can also be a sad time. Because sometimes for other people, it's a time of distance and separation. You see, Christmas touches on everything that's real about our lives. There's this beautiful story of Mary and Joseph and the baby, but there's no room for him in Bethlehem. They have to take uh, lodging in a cave. And Jesus is laid in a manger, a place where animals eat, because he himself will be given up as food for God's people. Don't forget that the story of Christmas also includes 
Herod's murder of all those innocent children, Joseph and Mary and Jesus' flight into Egypt. It's the story of Jesus growing up, being presented in the temple so that he can be circumcised or ditching his mom and dad so he can go hang out in the temple more. Probably wouldn't be so upset if your kids ditched you to go to church. But it's a complicated story, the birth of Jesus. We reduce it to Christmas cards and beautiful images. But there's this deep human reality because at Christmas, Jesus is put in swaddling clothes, wrapped tight in these, these claws. And at the end of his life, by his mother, he'll also be wrapped up in a shroud. Christmas is the wedding feast of the Lamb. It's a celebration of the marriage of heaven and earth. Both the goodness and the brokenness of our lives are lifted up in thanksgiving to God at Christmas and become sometimes happily, sometimes painfully present. At Christmas, our lives are shared, remembered, and celebrated in the hope that God, who dwells amongst his people, heals us and brings us all safely home. Remember at Christmas, we're meant to be connected to God and to one another at the deepest level in our lives. The incarnation of Christ in us in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. As Christ was incarnated in Mary, so he is made present in us in baptism. This has been another production of Oral Valley Catholic, and you're invited to subscribe to Oral Valley Catholic on any of the podcast providers. That'd be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, some others. Or you can download our parish app, and there's a direct link to the podcast there entitled Podcast. Or you can go and listen to it on our uh, parish podcast page. Uh, This podcast is the uh, attempt to reach out into the larger Oral Valley area. So feel free to share it with your friends. Remember, the love of Christ for us uh, really requires a response. And so let's respond by sharing our love with him for others, uh, by what we do, and sharing our love with him with others. Merry Christmas.